back to another episode of Through the Lens. This is Darren, and uh, Tracy was out of town this weekend, so I had to see the movie by myself, but I have learned that talking to you, the <laughs> Through the Lens listeners, for half an hour straight about a movie by myself is hard. So I've enlisted the assistance of, I don't know, are you like the Joan Rivers of Through the Lens? I mean, I'm not going to tell somebody that they're wearing bad clothes. No, I meant like, didn't she sub in for The Tonight Show? I guess she did. That's like uh, really dating myself, by yeah. the way. Anyway, this is my wife, Marsha. She steps in for Tracy sometimes. So she did not see the movie. Nope, sorry. But she's good at movie stuff, and it might be a more entertaining episode because I'll make fun of her about something, I'm sure. So <laughs> what movie did I see this week? And I left you with Parker, so thank you. The Equalizer 3. How did they make three of these? Okay, so this is my deep thought of the day. The Equalizer is like the poor man's John Wick. It's a movie that, like, they made. No one ever talks about it, and yet they keep making more of them. Um, John Wick's obviously better, spoiler alert. But, uh, you know, no one ever, we didn't even know John Wick came out in the first one until, you know, our friend told us about it, and now we love him. But I don't know. I don't know who's watching these movies, but they keep making them, so must be somebody. So... That's my deep thought. Do you, you didn't see this one, but do you agree or disagree? Oh, I agree. I mean, this is like the John Wick for our parents' generation. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe our generation, too. Well, I just dropped the Joan Rivers reference, so maybe, I'm, <laughs> maybe it's even older than my generation. So um, you are a good stats person, so why don't you tell me what it's rated, uh, um, how long it is, and I will tell you if it's in a credit scene. It is one hour and 49 minutes long, and it's rated R. And from what I've read, it's like R. It is violent. Yes, and I've seen it, so I haven't, <laughs> didn't have to read it. Uh, there is no uncredit scene. Uh, it is very violent. Um, and again, this is probably where the John Wick comparisons come through, because it's like hyper-violent, like axes through people's head and poker through their neck. Um it's not as balletic. Balletic is that a word? It's not as like kind of like dancing like as John Wick, um, but it's pretty brutal. It's very gritty. Um, it seems like more violent than the other ones in terms of. I mean, um, this is the third in the series, so I guess we should start with that. So, uh, so by the way, the R is mostly violence. Um, who is the Equalizer? It is the one and only Denzel Washington. Is Denzel Washington getting close to like some sort of Mount Rushmore of actors? Because he's he's like right up there, right? Oh yeah, I think so. Like, if does he get one name status? Is he just Denzel at this point? Yeah, he's Denzel. I mean, who else is named Denzel? Oh, that's a good point. I'm sure there's some athletes, but uh, no one as famous as Denzel Washington. He's right, but they were all named after Denzel Washington. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> it's like anyone named Elvis now is probably named after Elvis. So. The name has changed forever. Um, okay, let's play a little quick game here. Favorite Denzel Washington movies. By the way, he's been acting for a long time. He must be pretty old, but he doesn't look very old. Uh, correct. A favorite Denzel Washington movie. I mean, I, I got to go old school glory. Oh, man, I should have gone first. I was going to say glory, too. You stink. Remember the Titans? I didn't, didn't I really like that one. He was in um, the remake of Magnificent Seven, I think. Yes. And he was also in Training Day, and I can't quote the main thing because we don't curse on Which this they, show. All of them, I mean, not gory, but 
Training Day, Magnificent Seven, and the Equalizer movies were all directed by Antoine Fuqua. Oh, they must be collaborators. Yes. Um, oh, nice little drop there. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about like the weird circle of life that is the Equalizer. So, do you know that the Equalizer is based on like an old TV show? I did because my mom used to watch it all the time. It was one of those CBS dramas. So the hilarious thing is the Equalizer is based on an old TV show. And then they made a new TV show with Queen Latifah, which is a remake. I don't know. And it's only been out like a year or two. It's recent. It it might be on still. I don't know. I don't watch it. It's based on, this is my trivia. It's based on books that the original creator of the Equalizer, like they're more recent books that he has written. Wait, hold on. Was the TV show based on books? I didn't go that deep dive into my... All right, well, you've, you've dropped some weird knowledge that is maybe not accurate, so thank you for that. But I mean, it's mostly accurate. Like James Bond used to be books. Did you know that? I did know that, but so, then it just kept going off the rails. Okay, right? so yeah, well, they, they ran out of books. The guy died. So anyway, I don't know where this is going, but so maybe books are in here. We don't know if the books are before or after, but there was a TV show, a movie, another TV show, sequels. And so now here we are. Um, so I will tell you this about Equalizer. It is kind of gotten weird. So he, the point of the, well, do you remember what the point of the Equalizer is? Like what the character does? Maybe I'll let you talk here. Um, he was like a former, like not FBI, but former like. It's like secret CIA, agent or something. Secret agent type guy who has retired and he's like retired. He wants to be off the grid. He doesn't want to know anyone to know who he is. But the reoccurring theme is like something happens to somebody he cares about. And doesn't and, and it's not like cares about like um his mom or dad. It's like no, cares about like, like someone in his neighborhood or something. Yeah, like random guy running a restaurant in his neighborhood, he's like, Who's beating you up? Nobody's beating me up. He's like, Oh yeah, and then he finds them and like stuff goes down. He's kind of like Liam Neeson where he has a very unique set of skills. So and and his weird little shtick that he did at least mostly in the first two and he doesn't do it much in this one is he like sits there and he like turns a stopwatch on and he's like i'm gonna finish this in like 22 seconds and you know he has all the timer on his watch and he just kicks everyone's butt in like 22 seconds so i don't know why he does that i think he's kind of um is add ocd the right word ocd i guess he's always he's yeah. very lines everything Meticulous. up yeah yeah, and, and OCD is definitely a. So that's his little shtick that I don't know if it's necessary, but it's kind of a cool little gimmick. Otherwise, he's just like standard action guy. So anyway, this movie is kind of weird. He it starts off slow, and then he ends up in like this town. And I'm stop me if you've heard this movie before, but there's nice people there. And they're being terrorized by bad dudes. Oh, goodness. I've heard that movie like dozens of times. And then he has to stop the bad dudes. <laughs> it, it's like completely obvious where it's going. And it's I not. I mean, it's definitely a man on a mission formulaic movie. So does this stand out? No. That? I mean, it's basically that. <clears throat> um, you know, Denzel Washington has a lot of charisma. So that kind of adds to what it is. But again, it's not like people have been heavily invested in this character. Like 
I've never heard of anyone really being like, I love the equalizer. So it's like, even John Wick, who plays kind of like the like lack, complete lack of personality, you seem to invest in more just because he's gone through a little bit more struggle. But um, this it really brings nothing new to the genre, except it's nice to see Denzel Washington again. Um, you know, I will say this, this is kind of like how movies used to be made in like the 80s, and then they got away from it because now, you know, bad guys are like nuanced and have backstories and maybe aren't so bad or you understand why. These are like the most mustache twirling bad guys that you just want to see get punched in the face. Like there's no redeeming qualities to them. They're the worst people ever. But you know what? If you want to make a movie about a guy who has to hunt them all down, then that's probably a good move nowadays. Correct. So, you know, I don't... There's a surprising person in this movie. Who'd you tell me was in it? I didn't even recognize her. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, so... Which they were also in a movie together forever ago. Uh, Man on Fire. That was a decent she movie. she was like a little, little girl. She was like, I don't know, seven or Wait, eight. Wait, wasn't that the same thing as Equalizer? Kind of. I mean, plot-wise, isn't he? It's like her bodyguard kind of situation. Okay. He's that like was like old, him. like, Tony Scott movie. So, here's the thing. There's a lot of big questions that are kind of asked in this movie. They kind of answer them all with, like, a throwaway line at the end. But if you think about it too much, you're going to be like, wait, what? So, don't think about the ending too much, like, when they explain what's going on. Because, like, the first half hour to 40 minutes of the movie was a slow build as he, like, gets to know all the nice little villagers who are all so nice. And then you figure out that they're being terrorized. I mean, I guess this is a spoiler, but it's kind of the most obvious thing coming. So um, that got a little slow, but then once it kind of kicked off, Denzel starts kicking some butt. And he's not like, you know, like nice guys in movies now, like don't decapitate people. They don't? I mean, like you, you kind of don't want to kill people in movies anymore. Like he has, he just straight up murders people, like bad guys, but he's- oh, yeah. He's not, like, setting him up for the, th- the authorities to arrest or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I did appreciate that, I guess. It's kind of like a throwback to, like, 80s action movies. So I guess my long and the short of it is if you like the Equalizer series and you like Denzel, this is fine. It didn't really scream that it needed to be made. It's supposedly the end of the trilogy or end of the movies. That is how it's being advertised. But the thing is, each movie is kind of standalone, so it doesn't really, like, build to a climax. I don't feel... There's a couple things that you might... It's a standalone story, I think, but there's a couple things that you might want to pick up on. First of all, you won't really get his shtick if you haven't seen it before, because you're like, why is he folding napkins on the table the same way, and why is he helping people? So you might want to see the other movies, but there's one character who kind of ties in to the earlier movies that that's one of the things that gets explained at the end i don't want to spoil it but that's the only other thing that you might appreciate but generally it's just kind of a standalone thing and you're he's just kind of off in europe that's fair you're like that's fair i haven't seen it <laughs> i'm just trying to let you talk i know but i didn't see the movie but you're asking good questions i am asking good questions <laughs> <laughs> we're fighting that we're agreeing um, I mean, looking at the cast, it's legitimately Denzel Washington. I mean, Dakota Fanning's in it. But there's not a single other person that I've ever heard of in this movie. Or that even looks familiar. No, because, first of all, they're in Europe. And secondly, they have to fill it with assorted European-looking bad guys. Correct. 
It's kind of like the bad guys you see in any action movie, and you start to hate. I will say this: you really do hate the bad guys in this movie, which is kind of good. Um, oh, so it's built the saga. It doesn't really build up to anything, and then the conclusion isn't like, okay, now the saga's over. It's just kind of like the end of the movie. Like, you know, he does his thing. So they could easily. I mean, it could have easily just been called like something else besides Equalizer, and it would have been okay. They would have lost maybe five minutes of of kind of cohesive material, but it wasn't bad. Um, so I guess I'm gonna have to ask myself because you can't score it, and I always make Tracy go first. I'm gonna give it a seven point five. It was entertaining, but the, it was slow at the beginning, which kind of annoys me because I'm kind of an action movie guy. But some of the slowness helped pay off later because you really feel bad for the poor villagers because he spent so much time just hanging out with them and showing how good they were and and these guys were really bad so you kind of like it had a little bit of emotional pain so is that like a slow start if you spent so much time trying to figure out i didn't really know what was going on today like what's he doing there like why is he even here and it kind of like went the whole movie and I was like, I still don't know why he's here. And then they kind of explain it. It's a very slow start. Like here's the first thing I noticed, you know, a lot of action movies have that like opening action stinger before the credits. Yes. Most of that happened off screen. Oh. So they kind of like show it after it happened. I'm like, come on, man. That's weird. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's very kind of confusing what's going on, but if you just kind of turn your brain off, I would give it 7.5. It's an enjoyable way to spend a September hot September day when you want to watch a movie Um, because there's not a heck of a lot out right now. The summer movies are over and we're probably getting close to sad winter season. You call it sad winter season. Tracy and I call it Oscar season. Yes. And that's why it's my sad winter (laughs) season. Um, So yes, I give it 7.5. I'm not going to tell you what's coming out next week because I'm not sure, but I heard rumors and I don't know if this is a spoiler alert or what, but I wasn't, I don't know if I'm supposed to know this. I think the strand is getting some sort of like Taylor Swift movie or something. Um, I don't think that's next week. No, not next week, but it's oh, coming. No. Uh, some sort of concert. Are you sure that the Are you sure the strand might be getting it? So here's the deal. So Taylor Swift Eras tour, which I think now is the highest grossing tour ever, maybe. I don't know. I might be wrong. I mean, you can just say that. No one's gonna fact check us. <clears throat> True. Um, she. Taylor Swift's team struck a deal with AMC directly. So they didn't go through like Disney. They didn't go through like an actual like company um, for them. Like they didn't sell it to Disney and then Disney's going to There's no distributor is what you're saying. There's no distributor. They went directly to theaters to release this movie which means they can release it whenever they want to, which means it's coming out, I believe, October 13th. I don't know. I might be misspeaking because people um, were excited about it, and I was like, why? why? I mean, tickets are already like selling out for this, and there's a lot of hype with it, which actually has forced some um, distributors to change the dates that they're releasing movies. Because they're scared that people aren't going to see their movie. And then they're all going to go see Taylor Swift Eras Tour. I don't... Okay, this is grumpy old get off my lawn, Darren. But, like, you've got a CD or the downloads of the music. But you're going to pay to go watch a concert that you're not there on a TV movie screen? There were millions of people that wanted to go to the concerts that couldn't get tickets. Or 
they're just way too expensive and the whole experience is way too expensive, I would go see it in the theater. I'm guessing you may have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I will see it in the theater. Okay, well, I've just been edumacated here today. I mean... Friday, October 13th. I'm sure I've got something very important that day. Um, You're taking me to the movies because it's our pseudoversary. It's Friday the 13th. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. We have a wedding that day. Oh, wow. I never thought I would say, thank goodness I have to go to a wedding. Oh, man. Tracy's like, why did I let this? By the way, Tracy. Sorry, Tracy. I'm sorry if if I'm scooping you or if um, it's not even at the Strand. I just heard some people talking about it in the concession area. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? So either they're seeing it somewhere else or maybe come to Strand. I don't know. But I was kind of shocked that there was a movie about a concert. So Tracy's like, you're never on the show again, dude. So anyway. um, I will see it in the theater. Okay. Well, you will see it somewhere in the theater. So... Tracy, thank you for letting me review The Equalizer 3, and thank you for letting me ruin the show once again without you. Hopefully, you'll be back soon. And miss uh, you, Tracy. <laughs> we will see you. I don't know if we have something next week or not. Do you know if we have something next week? I don't know. I'm really sorry. Why didn't I talk to Tracy? She's out of town. So maybe we'll be back next week. <laughs> maybe we won't, but I will be back next time there's a movie on Through the Lens.